Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow, alongside Double D Drawn. What's going on, brother? What's going on, bro? Uh, just getting ready for the week. Uh, we're about to crank it out again. I mean, we've been pushing hard. We had like a nice little few days off to sort of relax, hang out with family, um, and just ready to rock and roll, you know? I love it. I love it, man. And the, the fire yesterday in boot camp was insane. Week five, they brought the heat. That was These crazy. guys came in, they just came in lit, ready to grow and go. And it was, it was so, so much of a privilege to watch those guys go. It's amazing. Yeah, that was crazy. They, they, it's like, they were ready. Like they had probably been just like, man, we're going to turn this shit out today. And they were ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, dude. I love it. So today guys, we have a special guest on, um, he's a founder of LCR media. He also has a podcast in the same name, LCR podcast, media podcast. He's the owner of clean cut lawn care services. So he is a media company and he's in our industry, which is really freaking cool. Uh, the dude's super positive. I can't wait to open him up and hear a story and get him going. So, um, we're going to welcome on board here. Naylor Tellerifo. How you doing? Good. How are you, man? Doing Thanks well. for having me. Absolutely, dude. So I probably butchered your last name. So say that correctly for me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but <laughs> it's Tally Farrow. Tally Farrow. Oh, Got it. Wow. Okay. Sorry. You did I, names that. are important. So we want to make sure we get them right for sure. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. You know, I don't have a, a traditional name by any means. So my first and last name are challenging for most. So yeah. I, I'm used to it. I love yeah, how do you me. pronounce your first name? Uh, Naylor. 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 Yeah. Oh, that's Naylor, like some yeah. Lord of the Rings type shit. Yeah. You know, I Naylor. love it. <laughs> Naylor. Yeah, like, it's, 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 just, it's just like phonetic, you know? I mean, people look at it and they think, because it's spelled like Taylor, so they try and pronounce it that way, but it's not pronounced like Taylor. It's pronounced like Naylor. Yeah. Naylor. Got it's it. pronounced the Got way it. phonetically if you <laughs> did it that way. No, it's important, dude. Names are important, so I want to make sure we get yeah. that right and listeners know who they're talking to, and I love the the nuances within sounds is just amazing stuff. But yeah, so, my podcast has been helping with that because every, every, my intro, I always say my name. So like now when I meet people in person, like so many people now know how to say my name. I'm like, nice, it's that's working. what it's all about. That's what that's, the podcast is. Yeah. I started the podcast just to get people to get my name right. I love that dude. That's a great, that's a great option for sure. Uh, <laughs> so dude, tell us a little bit about yourself. How do you, like, how did you start out? How did you find lawn care and how the hell did you end up in the media business? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it it all has connected in some way, but it just started basically with me. I was in retail. Main, I started in retail like in college, just like a cashier, that kind of stuff. Worked at the Gap through college. And like one year into it, I decided to, you know, save money. I wanted to get a car and you know, had some like young, young adult type goals and then decided to go into the management program and, and became full time. Started like as like a supervisor, and just worked my way up quickly into the management uh, system and, and was an assistant manager a few years later and, and worked through several different large companies. 15 years in, you know, retail management, managing all these different stores from assistant manager, to store manager. And I, I never really thought I was going to be in retail management my whole life. That wasn't like a goal or anything. It was just kind of something that evolved. Like I, people would said that I had some natural leadership qualities and I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And it's just because it seemed natural to me, a lot of parts of management. So I, I just did that. And, but as I got older and I met my, you know, my now wife and then we had got married, had kids, like I, my life was going one way and retail management was going a whole nother way, especially once Amazon took over and online commerce and all e-commerce, all that stuff just completely changed the brick and mortar stores, put a lot more pressure and stress on the companies, which trickled all the way down to management. And then the management have to put that on the uh, employees and all that. So 
it got old really quick and I just had no quality of life. I never really got to see my family or enjoy life. I was super stressed, super depressed. You know, it, it, it became like a really bad situation. But during that time frame, I became one of those homeowners that love lawns. You know, I got the green thumb, which just, you know, go, there wasn't a whole, this was like 20 years ago when, when it really started. And there was like no internet like there is now. Like there was internet, but there wasn't all YouTube videos and all this content and podcasts and training programs and boot camps. There was none of that. There was like gopher software or something. If you remember that, that was like super OG stuff, like and a book at Lowe's and a book at um, Home Depot for lawn care. And I'm looking at the back of Scott's fertilizer bags and trial and error and became that lawn guy on a homeowner level, had the envy of the neighborhood lawn and all that kind of stuff. And I just really enjoyed it. So that was all behind the scenes. And, and I thought to myself one time, towards the end, you know, I'm like, man, it would be really cool if I just had my own lawn care business, you know, mowing lawns. But at that time, that wasn't even a thing. Like there was landscape companies. You had to have like a landscape company do you like your whole property, including mowing lawns. There wasn't guys driving around with trucks and trailers, you know, back 15, 20 years ago, as crazy as that might seem. It was big companies and it was kind of like frowned down upon as a oh, wow, you have a landscape company like, oh, you know, like, are you fancy now, you know, and, and then, you know, you fast forward to now and it's the complete opposite, right? Everyone and their mother has a specialized business, whether you're just mowing, whether you're fur, whether you're doing all of it, you don't have to have a massive landscape company. And now it's like, oh, you don't have someone taking care of your property. What the heck are you doing with your life? Like you're wasting time mowing your lawn. Who wants to do that? Complete shift of the service business and industry, because I think everyone's valuing their time more now, especially the younger generations with all the technology and they're like, what do I want to do, waste my time doing this stuff for? I want to spend my time going out and doing things with my friends and family or making money or whatever, you know, like instead of the chores, cleaning the house, you know, mowing the lawn, all that kind of stuff. So huge transition there. And in the midst of all that is when I, I decided to just quit retail. I started one year part-time mowing lawns with my Husqvarna push mower, 21 inch push mower, my Ryobi hand trimmer and blower, you know, from, uh, from Lowe's or whatever, and just tried it while I was still working like 60 plus hours in retail management and just had a complete mental breakdown in the process. And, uh, the kicker was my boss came into my office and looked up at the pictures of my family on the wall and said, wow, you've got a beautiful family. And I'm like, what, what is this guy getting at? And he's like, uh, you're going to have to choose. It's either them or this, this company, because you can't do both. And like, yeah, yeah. The reaction that you guys are showing is always the reaction. Like I, I, I'm like, I, in my head, I was like, did this guy, did he actually just say that? Like, is that even like how in the world? It, so that was just like kind of shattered everything that I had left holding on, you know? So I just, I just really had no. I had no, no options, but to just, to just quit because I just, I couldn't, that was the breaking point. Really. That was the catalyst. I'm like, I cannot work for this guy. I can't work for this company. This, and this industry as a whole is just not for me anymore. I need to do something else. So I just put in my two weeks notice and leaned in on lawn care, which I had just started part-time and I went, you know, and this was right around the holiday. So it was a good timing for me to like really focus on over the winter, a couple of months to just really hit the ground running in the spring. And that's what I did. And I went full-time, went all in and you know, the rest, is history. I mean, there's a couple little details. Like I borrowed some money from a family member to um, get a, a five by 10 open trailer and a, a commercial walk behind mower. Still used my homeowner stuff that I had traded in my Jeep compass for a, a F-150, which the first year part-time I was shoving everything in the back of my Jeep compass. You know, I have very similar origin stories to so many guys out there and girls out there that have started. Um, and, and I, but I quickly transitioned into whatever I could to start going full-time and making, making it happen. And hit the ground running, you know, from year one, did a lot of marketing and stuff and learned a lot of things and got 30, 30 client weekly clients right out the gate and just, just kept going. And I haven't looked back uh, ever since. So that's kind of like that part. And then I transitioned into some social media stuff too. So I don't know if you, <laughs> if you wanted to take a, a quick uh, interjection there, if you had any questions about that before I just rattle off any more stuff, but that's like <laughs> how I got into, <laughs> that's how I got into lawn care. That's kind of like the shortest uh, summary of a lot of things there. I love it. How I love did it. you feel like, 
when they did you because, you you know, there's some times where you accept BS in the beginning. You don't realize that you're accepting it. So how did you feel when when that guy first said that to you? Did you accept it at first and you went home and thought about it or did it hit you right then and there? No, it hit me right then and there. Like I was already like on the verge of a like like I'm being real with you guys. I was literally on the verge of having a mental breakdown already. Like my marriage was being destroyed. I barely saw my kids like so many epic things, some things that are too personal for me to even share anywhere for a lot of different reasons. But ultimately I was in a very self-destructive mindset and like I was just sabotaging myself. Like literally it was like my mind and the universe was conspiring against me to get me out of that situation. That's kind of like how it happens, you know, in history with human nature. Like we have to hit rock bottom, unfortunately, before we change. That's just the unfortunate thing with, with the human brain. But so I was already like done. And when that happened, it was literally like the crushing blow. I was like, whatever, man. So, I mean, like, thank you to that nice guy, you know, (laughs) thank you to that, to that, whatever. We'll, 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 we'll keep the, some of those names, we'll keep it PG, but thank you to him for just, just throwing me, you know, out to the wolves and just let me finally just give up and Brit and just quit. And just, that was it. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I did not think about that at all. I was already like on my way out, like mentally just checking out and he just, you know, but I was still trying to hang in there for my family. Right. I I didn't like, I was doing long care part-time, but I don't even know what would have happened if he didn't kind of give me that ultimatum. I might've still strung it along. I I don't really know, but cause I mean, at the end of the day, I have to pay bills and support my family. You know what I mean? Like, So, uh, yeah, but but that was really the icing on the cake or whatever, the straw that broke the camel's back. Like I was just done after that 100 percent. Dude, it's 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 an insane question to ask any human. You know, you can pick your family over a business. It's like, seriously, like, is that even a question? But, you know, it's and I'm doing this for my family. I'm suffering and killing myself mentally and emotionally for my family. And these people could seem to care less because they're just like, oh, my gosh, you know, the pressures of making our our numbers and, you know, this massive company, you know, all this. And I'm just like, they just they don't understand, you know, or even really care, I guess, about how it impacts everyone. You know, the thousands and thousands of employees. It's it's hard, obviously to address everyone you're looking at they're looking at the bigger picture but i just had to i had i had to get out of there you made the right move of course yeah family it wasn't just it wasn't just the company either it was more about retail as a whole like i had gone to to a couple other companies thinking it was just oh maybe maybe just a company maybe if i work with the right boss the right company and, and that that happens right like if you have a great boss a great leader and and a, and a company that you enjoy working for that kind of helps but really yeah. that's just stalling. It's kind of like putting a bandaid on the overall problem, which is it just, I wasn't a good fit for retail anymore. My, my quality of life and my picture of my life wasn't where it wasn't connected with, with the retail life. That's for someone, but not for me. Yeah, hmm. totally. So you start out, I mean, you're already in lawn care. You're going into it wide open now, right? You, this yeah. has to work. It's burned to most exactly. bitch. We're going forward with this. Yeah. The what are some of the things? Yeah. What are some of the things you learned along that, uh, that early days when you first had like the awareness come out, you're like, holy shit, this has to be it. Like, what are some things you learned? Yeah. I mean, I, I just went crazy with researching. Like I, the fear of failure motivated me to do whatever I had to do. So I I just did a ton of research immediately on, on the internet and just started figuring, you know, and, and I think my retail management background helped with certain things like, um, just, just the whole business stuff about it. Like, you know, I knew I wanted to be professional and branded, you know, I looked for logo immediately and, and bring, you know, coming up with a company name. Cause I didn't even have that. I don't, I don't know if I even had that my part, my first year part-time, but you know, I made sure that all that was honed in, you know, I mean, I've changed colors of, of my branding. Like it's always been the same logo, but like, you know, I had yellow shirts at one point, green shirts, like I've, I've changed different things over the years, but like, I always like had my, you know, my, my business name, got that registered, got all all the stuff I needed, got found a logo, started trying to get all professional, you know, a, a magnet for my truck. You know, I didn't have a enclosed trailer to wrap at the time. Like, you know, I, I focused on key things that I thought were going to be critically important so that I, I knew branding was a big thing. And, and I really wanted to make sure that I started that immediately because that's going to help spread word of mouth. You know, when you're driving around the neighborhoods and people recognize your logo, your setup, whatever, they're going to start thinking about you and, and, and recommending you. And when they're looking for a lawn care company, they're, you know, you're top of mind, that kind of stuff. So that was like right out the gate. But then I, I really was looking from the technician standpoint because I was, I was a homeowner trying to become a professional and I wanted to be a professional and I wanted to make sure I, you know, I, 
I honed in my hedge trimming skills and, you know, what, 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 what is all encompasses, you know, mowing the lawn. I mean, I know what I do, but is that what you're, you know, what, what you ask people to pay you for? Like, what does that encompass and what's pricing look like? What, you know, all these different things. So I was just Googling all that stuff. And that's how I stumbled upon the infancy of this uh, lawn and landscape community that I know you guys uh, know all about. And I, I, I stumbled upon some guys on YouTube, like Spencer's Lawn Care was like one of the early ones and that's still doing it now. And a bunch of other guys that that don't do it anymore, but like the Lawn Care Millionaire, if you guys know who that is, he was Jonathan Potoshnik uh, with Service Autopilot and, um, you know, his lawn care business, City Turf. He was making YouTube content way back then. So there was just some early guys that I kind of jumped on. I was like, oh, man, there's a lot of great knowledge here. And Spencer was more like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm early, early uh, years of my business. Here's what I'm doing. And that was kind of fun to watch him and kind of vlog through his life with that. And then Jonathan Lawn Care Millionaire was like, just standing there giving you straight knowledge, you know, like mm -hmm. two, two man crew versus three man crew, boom, you know, like 10 minutes, bam. And you're like, I'm like, my brain just exploded after that, you know, like, so that was just like, like hardcore training and knowledge. So there was like a lot of different dynamics there. So that, that helped me also learn and grow. And then I also realized I wanted to be a part of this community. I was like, man, this is a really cool, I can see the same kind of people in the comments and stuff. And, you know, I started commenting and subscribing. I had to create a YouTube channel to, to or, you know, YouTube account to subscribe subscribe and comment and all that kind of stuff. And then I quickly within a year was like, I want to be a part of this community. I want to start making content. I want to start sharing yeah. my ups and downs. Cause a lot of the stuff was like, you know, like Jonathan's talking about like Epic stuff. He's the lawn care millionaire. He's talking about, you know, how to become a millionaire. And I'm like, well, what about like, you know, <laughs> what about like, what do you do? You know, when you're like bust a backflow pipe, when you're trimming up against the house, you know what I mean? No one's yeah. talking about that kind of stuff. Like, yep. you know, so I was like, you know, let me just start a channel call it lawn care rookie because I wanted people to clearly understand that I'm a rookie and I'm making rookie mistakes and, and doing rookie things, trying new things, you know, and just learning, you know, and sharing while I learn. Sometimes it's just mistakes I'm learning and asking for feedback. And other times like, Hey, look at what I discovered. Look at what I figured out, you know, yeah. maybe this will help you. And that, that's how that all started. And it's, it's just grown from, from there into LCR media, which stands for lawn care rookie. So I love that. You know, you really make me sound like a dinosaur, feel like a dinosaur in this business. Like it is so dope that you're able to start your business and then look at YouTube videos, podcasts, all that stuff to learn more. I just remember when we were in the game, there was just nothing like that. Like there was, there wasn't even, there wasn't a mentor you could talk to. There wasn't, you couldn't even really go to a family member because they didn't understand the aspects of business. You mean, they would tell you to go get a Sears Lom or a home light weed eater. You mean to save you some money and do that. Like, you mean, you just didn't have what's going on now. And I'm listening to you. Like I was able to watch this. I was able to look at this. You mean, even have Having somebody who was a millionaire that you could even talk to do that. And, and then now you've created videos on, hey, if you blow a black a backflow valve or you probably have other videos, if you do this or or load your trailer this way, things like that, man, we just wow. Like we didn't have any of that stuff in the beginning. Yeah, we had to figure yeah. it out on our own. We yeah, had to well, and, and, and yeah. that's only recent too, because like I said, it was probably about 20 years ago that I even thought about lawn care, but I was still just a homeowner, just like thought that was a pipe dream because um no one was doing that. It was just big landscape companies. And I thought that was such a daunting task. Like, I, I don't know the first thing about creating this massive landscape company, you know, but then maybe five years, I guess, after that thought is when all of a sudden things just started taking off and people were like, Hey man, you know, I can just mow lawns. I can just treat yards. And like, it just quickly turned into more of a specialized uh, business in our service industry for lawn and landscape. You didn't have to have a big, massive company to, to focus on certain things so that it became more ideal. And it was perfect timing. Cause that's when I was like on my way out and needed to needed to get out of retail quick. So some time had passed there because initially, like you said, I, there was nothing, there was no YouTube no. Uh, channels or people or anything I Googled was like random stuff. Like I said, like gopher software or something, if that's even what it was called, like there was like not, there's hardly anything out there for lawn care and landscaping online um, until, you know, like a few years after I thought about it. And that was 10 years ago, maybe, you know, we'll say that some of these guys started making YouTube. I've been doing it for eight years. So it had to have been nine or 10 years. I think 2013 maybe was when lawn care millionaire said, or 2012 maybe is when he started. So we're talking yeah. 10 years ago, you know, when, when that finally just started getting info out there. So yeah, lots changed in kind of a short amount of time. 
How has it how has it impacted your life, your business, all of that by adding I like to call it value first, right? That's what YouTube always plays like you're just constantly creating content, giving it away, and it creates that value. So how have you seen that that in your has impacted your business? Well, it, it's the friendships for one thing, you know, the having peers and mentors helping helping me grow my business as well as personally. Um, I mean, you know, I've, I've been to so many different events now. I brought my wife to different ones. You know, she knows, you know, certain people and they know her. And, um, you know, I talk about everyone anyway, even if she's never met them. So she just kind of knows a lot of people from, from name, even my kids know some folks, like it just becomes like a big family, you know, like a, a, to a certain extent. And we've all helped each other in so many ways. I mean, you know, I've, people have said I've helped them with, with different things. So it, it just becomes that whole peer mentor relationship that you would not normally have without social media and just the internet in general. And, and not only that, but there's so many people that you see in your own town that you might, you might, you know, without social media, if this was never even a thing, the community and online and YouTube and all that, we, we might've still like, you know, the friendly ones of us, like myself with that mindset might still throw a hand up a wave, like a nod, like, Hey, what's up or whatever might say, Hey, at the gas station or something. But social media takes it to a whole nother level because now people like identify me from whatever they found me on social media. Yeah. If I have a 500,000 view video or something, it's kind of hard to not be recognized when you see my specific setup that was in that video or something, um, or it could just even be on Instagram. You don't have, I don't have, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers or anything or followers or anything on Instagram. But if people are looking for their local area, you know, and they, they click on it Midlothian tag or Richmond tag, and they, they see all the posts and they see my posts and they're like, I've seen that truck before. I know that guy. Wow. He's local. And the next time they see me driving, driving down or they see me at the dealer that we probably saw each other plenty of times, but we were just strangers and just said, Hey, now they're like, Hey, you're that guy. And it's like so many times that have, Hey, you're the guy on Instagram, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just talking in the dealership about stuff and Hey, you know, here's my business card. I'm like, here's my business card. And they're like, Oh, look at his business card. We got to get a business card like this, you know, like little things like that, that I just take for granted, you know, a lot of stuff I just discover on my own, or maybe I learn from somewhere on, on online, but I just take for granted that like everyone does that or would know that mm -hmm. until, you know, you put it out there and they're like, Oh, that's a great idea. I didn't know that. Or you, you meet someone in person from the internet following you on the internet. And then they have the same, Oh, thanks for that video about such and such, or that post was awesome yeah. or whatever. And, and you just realize now, wow, you really are a part of this community and you're helping them just as much as they're helping you, me, you know? Um, but so it really helps connect people. I mean, there's so many people locally I would have never ever like met because they're in totally different areas, like 20 minutes away from me. And we might've passed each other on a highway or something. And that's about it. Like I might've visually identified their setup or their, their business name, but we would have never interacted in any way if it wasn't for social media. So it just brings, brings people together on a whole new level, which was the whole purpose, right? That was yeah. kind of what Facebook's whole point was back in the day is to connect people and things have just obviously evolved, but if there's still that connection, engagement, relationship basis of all social media. There's a huge uptick in that. And sometimes I wonder, is it just the lawn care landscape industry? Cause you I mean, that's what we're in. So we notice it, but I remember like, you know, we were going to go back to my dinosaur days that uh, <laughs> when we used to meet contractors, we only really met them at the supplier. You mean, so as we were going to buy yeah. stuff, so you mean, Hey, and you didn't even really get nobody's phone number because you, you were, there was sort of this competition, but not competition. So yeah. you would see him at a supplier. Hey, what's going on? If you see him twice, Hey, I mean, that's James or that's Joe or that's Kevin. And you sort of went from there. Now it's this brotherhood. And now yeah. it's like when you see each other, Hey man, did you take care of that deal? Hey, did you get that website? Did you get that tool? It's like, now we're, we're not only working with each other, but we're trying to level each other up. Is, are you seeing that on a heavy uptick on your side too? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And, and also I will say that I've, I've worked with some brands that are multiple industries, like, um, you know, whatever the other industries are that aren't law and landscape, but they might be similar, you know, whatever it is, it's a service-based industry that still would utilize these brands. And they have told me that 
we are literally the only industry that they have worked with that is like this. Like, right. like usually in the other industries, there's it's more of a dog eat dog situation. There's a lot more competition, even from YouTubers. Like, like uh, you know, we're talking about like quote unquote competition when you're at the supply yard or whatever, and and that's still the thing. Like, there's still those guys driving. You know, I'll throw them a hand wave and nod, and they just keep on rolling with the give me give me throwing me shade. And I'm like, what is that all about? That's not necessary. There's plenty of work out here. We can you know, we can only help each other, not hurt each other but those are the people that don't watch your videos or they comment negative stuff those are the haters like no one really cares about those people um but the so those people still exist but you wouldn't really it's hard to find the other people without social media and and the other industries apparently are consumed with those kind of hater folks those quote-unquote competition according to these other brands you know like and then and then you take it to like a, a social media like a content creation influencer youtube whatever you want to call it that is the same thing you know like they're not collaborating with each other like we do constantly they're not creating events and, and being guest speakers together and all this stuff to bring value and help each other no they're like no i'm not you're not going to be on my channel and this and that and it becomes like a true competition even with that so it, it, it apparently blows these brands minds when they work with us and they see or they discover our, our community within our industry and they see how well we all work together and how we help each other. And obviously it's easier on social media to help someone in different states because you feel like no kind of competition whatsoever. So that's a thing. But even still within our local towns and communities, you know, we, we find those groups that w will tell each other everything, like how much do you charge this and that, but, you know, like, and help each other out, you know, when, when do you send out e emails for aerations, you know, like whatever, like it, 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 because we're just in the same mindset, but we, we might've never discovered each other if it wasn't for social media. But I do think our industry is uh, as far behind as our industry is in a lot of things. <laughs> right. But we, we are, we are ahead of so many other industries with the way that we think and connect. And we have the like-minded brotherhood, as, as you were saying, where we just want to, we all have very similar stories. We've all been through the grind. We've either grown up in, it's like two main things. We either grew up in this industry and it was a grind family, you know, grind, all that stuff. Where's a lot of, there's a lot of connections there uh, and commonalities there, or we, we came into this industry I def, you know, we got fired from a job or we had to quit a job that we couldn't take anymore. And this was kind of like the thing, or it was actually a passion or both. Those are like the two, two main things. And it, it connects us all because we have very similar stories. I love that. And so uh, Naylor, so when you hear, I got the name right that time. Yeah, right? that was good. I was <laughs> like, I'm practicing. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So let's play this out. I'm a, a new lawn care landscape professional just getting into this. I want to build a social media platform. Like as far as I want to build a presence, I want to help people. What are some tricks, some ideas, some thoughts, some things you used along the way that helped, you know, rocket you into where you are now? Like, what does that look like? How could I get in there if I was that person? Yeah. So Facebook is still hands down the number one easiest and quickest way to market and get involved, uh, get your name out there. So when I first started, even though this was eight years ago, you know, same, same things still are relevant for Facebook. It's not like there was a feature back then that doesn't exist. In fact, there's newer features now to really make you even more engaged. Uh, but obviously if you have zero people, you know, uh, following your business page, well, one, you need to create a business page. One, you need to have a Facebook personal account. <laughs> Start right? out there, yeah. So, yeah, some people are like, I don't need Facebook. I don't need all of it. Okay, whatever. You know, like those are the people that are going to struggle. But if you're really like brand new and you're looking for a way to start out and you're listening to this, typically you are open-minded to this kind of stuff. So you want to create a personal Facebook page. Like don't get lost in the rabbit holes of that and scrolling or whatever. And, and if you just start, you won't have anyone to do that anyway. But Facebook will, you know, send you all this stuff. So don't get lost in that. Just get a personal Facebook page, um, profile and then create a business page, a Facebook business page. It's, it's like the second best thing to having a website. The only difference really is that you can't control your Facebook business page. Facebook controls who sees it, when and how, unless you pay them and all that stuff where a business, uh, a website, you pay a monthly you know, fee for the website, but then you control everything about your website, what you want to do with it, how you want to do it, how you want it to look, what you want to promote it to share all that kind of stuff. But you have to pay for that every, every month versus Facebook is free unless you boost it. So if you start there, then you're saving money because it's free. Start off, get your name out there. If you are fortunate enough, like I was to live in a community, 
aka HOA, Homeowner Association, uh, that has a closed Facebook group with you know 700 plus houses in it. That's hundreds of people that are on Facebook that you can immediately market your business to. Um, and that's exactly what I did. And, and if you don't have that fortunate and you don't know someone in one of those neighborhoods, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're going to like the absolute worst case scenario. Like, say you literally just moved to this town, this, this state, this town, this neighborhood, you know, zero people anywhere and you're starting from scratch. Okay. Well then if that's the case with all the Facebook, go ahead and Google, uh, like go in Facebook, I mean, and search the neighborhood names that you want to be in. And there's usually a, a handful, if not, you know, more than that, random other groups that are public that were created for those groups. You'll find the private ones that you won't typically have. You could try and join them, but typically you won't be let in unless you're, you meet whatever criteria, like you don't normally have to live there. But there's other ones outside of that that are public because they want to take stuff out of the private one so it doesn't get convoluted with advertisement and you know, people in the neighborhood advertising their their um, all their different services. Hey, we, we do housekeeping. Hey, we do bookkeeping. Hey, we do taxes. Like That's cool, but it's like they want to save that for the real important stuff like communicating stuff about the neighborhood and you know we're having a, a fair you know today or food truck you know they want to keep it for that but then they have the other stuff on other public ones buy sell trade all these kind of things like that so find those and then advertise in there you know you, you join them you know, like respond to some of the posts and kind of become an engaging person in there so you're not just super spammy right out the gate and just start you know you know, organically posting some of your business things, you know, your services or whatever. Typically when it's like a season coming up, that's a good time. Like, Hey, it's time for, uh, you know, lawns are going to be mowed soon. Spring is coming or aeration season falls coming, you know, wh whatever it is, Try time to trim the bushes. Hey, it's fresh mulch time, you know, March, ma uh, mulch madness in March, right? Let's get some fresh mulch, like whatever it is, you know, you, you know, doll it up and you, you can advertise it that way. So, any of those things I said, whether you do it like that or you know someone or you actually live in there like I did, you just need to start branding yourself and putting some stuff out there so that people can get your name, see you, and then you just get a job here and a job there. And once you get in these neighborhoods, you just need to do a great job, have a great relationship with these people, and they will just start spreading your word of mouth uh, for you. They'll start spreading through word of mouth for you, telling their neighbors, people uh, ask on Facebook for recommendations and then they automatically refer you. And so, yeah, you know, so that happened right out the gate and that helped me get like 30 something people immediately. I, I did a, I did a Facebook event, which was a brand new thing. Apparently back then I just talked to someone else yesterday and they told me that, that that was right around the time that Facebook started doing events. And when you do new things for these social media platforms that they're excited about, they're going to help you, you know, do, do well with those things. So, you know, they're going to help boost it and all this kind of stuff. So I did an event for my business. It was like a lawn edging event. I realized as a homeowner, that most people either don't know how to edge and trim, you know, like along the grass to driveway, grass to mulch, like they don't know how to edge that stuff or they're, they're breaking stuff, you know, hitting themselves in the face or scared or they have jaggedy, you know, lines or whatever. So they don't, they don't do it or, or they don't do a good, good job unless they're like I was, that was like really, you know, obsessed with it. Those are few and far between. So I thought that would be a good opportunity to do that for people and get my name out there. So I created an edging event, lawn edging event, and I went on vacation with my family uh, this time of year. It was winter. It was, like I said, I quit retail and we had one vacation planned. Um, and I, I put that out there to that Facebook group. And as we're on vacation, more and more people were clicking, going, 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 or whatever the wording was back then, um, just becoming a part of joining that that event. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my wife's like, what are you going to do? Like, what, what, how, how many were you thinking that you were going to get? What are you going to do? Like, how are you going to get them all done? I was like, I don't know, we'll have to figure it out. I ultimately had like over 40 something people, <laughs> you know, like accept this event. So I'm out there just edging away. And while you're out there, people, neighbors are like, hey, can you do my yard? Hey, this hit. And then I got, a, and then I'm I'm like, oh, I also do that. What other services do you offer? I offer this, I offer that. And, I, and that's how I quickly got 30 something. I think it was like 32, whatever it was. I know it was 30 something uh, weekly clients right out the bat, like mowing lawns. And then of course, all the side stuff like, hey, we'll trim your bushes. Hey, we'll prune your crepe myrtles. Hey, we'll put fresh mulch down. And that's how it all started year one full time. So I just like right out the gate was like, man, I can't do this with a push mower. So I mm -hmm. borrowed money for that walk behind mower and the trailer and traded in my Jeep for a pickup truck and just hit the ground running and just evolved from there. But Facebook was and still is the easiest 
best way to really get your name out there from a business standpoint. And then as you as you grow and you get more money, you know, get a website, this that, and the other thing, and, and boost some Facebook posts and, and just really try it out. I did a lot of other things too, you know, like postcards, flyers. I, I did everything. I tried everything because I didn't want to fail. So I just tried anything and everything that I could think of and that I could find online that was tips and tricks, these YouTubers and doing stuff, you know, um, uh, so many different things I tried. And, you know, you don't need to never know until you try, right? But Facebook has always been the best thing. I mean, I got some success from flyers and postcards, but you just need one customer to, you know, to contact you and you get a year contract with them and then it pays for all those postcards. So, I mean, you might have wasted your time putting them all out, but if you just get one that pays for itself and that one got me like eight or nine in that same neighborhood over the last couple of years, over the next couple of years. So, but Facebook has always been the consistent one and it's super easy and, you know, you're just constantly updating it. It's like a nice portfolio and it adds to your SEO, search engine optimization. Just one more thing for people to, to see your name. So when they Google you, either your business because they see you drive by or something or they Google lawn care, you just, you know, you, one more thing for you to pop up. Oh, I got a Facebook. Oh, a website. Oh, this. Oh, Google my business. Like all these things. You just got to start chipping away at that stuff to really market your business. Again, Google, if you do Google my business, Google loves that right now. They have for years. So the more reviews you put on Google my business, the more pictures you update on there, I get thousands of views. I'm like, where are these people coming from? They're all over like Richmond and I'm in Midlothian. Like, I don't want to be going to Richmond. I want to be in Midlothian. So it gets a little hectic sometimes to filter those people out but the SEO is there, man. There's like three or four different things that pop up when people look for lawn care or Google my business name. And they're just like clicking on the, all these different links and then you can just see all the reviews, all the pictures. That's the number one way people find me uh, other than just asking for uh, tips on the Facebook group. And then, cause, cause I have three major neighborhoods that I'm in right now for route density and they're all next to each other, basically. And we've got over 20 clients in each one. So now when someone um, recommend, like asks for recommendation, it gets overwhelming for people because it, if only half of my clients recommend me, that's, you know, 10 different people recommend. And they're like, oh my gosh, like it's almost like they're peer pressure to, to yeah. contact me. Yeah. I guess we have, have to give to. this guy a shot, you know, man, yeah. like we're like, he's getting the whole circle and we're the only ones. What the heck's wrong with us? You know, so it, it's become a really good thing. Uh, but that that's eight years in the making, right? But right, right out the gate, year one, I started with Facebook and just grew from nice. there. Facebook and branding. Like, like I said, all of my logos everywhere and everything is consistent. Postcards look the same. The, the, the back of my postcard looked like my truck, you know, right? Mm. White with my logo. You know, the um, uh, my, my logo, obviously, on Facebook is the same. When I promote, promote that, you know, I look the same. My uniforms, all that stuff. So I'm trying to hit people two, three, four, five different ways, the exact same way to get that branding out there for people. So that's like embedded in their mind, uh, my business, when they think of lawn care. I love that. It's cool. So question for you, if I understand now that, you know, Facebook's the best place to go, I agree with that, you know, all right, so I'm going to start shooting content. What is good content to put on YouTube and Facebook? Like, what should I be thinking about? Yeah, the easiest things are pictures. I mean, before I even started making YouTube videos, which is really like a year into my business, like it didn't take very long before I dove in because I wanted to be a part of it uh, and just kind of figured that out. But pictures are the easiest thing for everyone, even me still, like it's so much easier for me to throw stuff up. I say throw, put stuff, you know, post things, you know, I, I still put some thought into it, but I mean, it's so much quicker and easier on the fly in my truck. Um, after I've just taken some pictures, you know, when, when I, uh, uh ha have, completed a project before and after is whatever throughout the day. It's easy to take those pictures. Sometimes it's hard to remember, but you just take those pictures and then, on, you know, you can just sit down, you can post them on Facebook, Instagram, and it's so much easier than having to like, think about putting together a video, but you can even do that too. A little video clips, like, you know, this, this, this lawn's got a lot of weeds. So I'm going to take care of them or look at this mulch bed, you know, and we're going to take all these weeds out, re-edge it and put down some fresh mulch. Like you can put little videos like that everyone's phone nowadays are super high quality. Mm -hmm. So it, it all works out where anyone can, anyone can be, you know, good at pictures and video from a business perspective. You know, you're not trying to be like a, like a, a YouTube, a YouTuber necessarily a YouTube celebrity. You're just trying to get some info out there for, for your customers. And that's really what, what it comes down to. Perfect. No, that's for sure. So, and do you find that it's people engage more with certain types of content or is it kind of all about the same? Like customer wise, no customers or even other professionals, depending on where your targets at. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say customers really are just Facebook, 
you know, driven, uh, I, I wouldn't say just, but you know, the, it's mainly Facebook and, um, a little bit of Instagram, but I don't really post much about my business on Instagram. Like it, it's typically, uh, just Facebook, but I have had, you know, like, re- because I guess I have so, so many videos out there and some of them have some pretty decent views mm. and uh, I have had people stumble upon me on YouTube. Like, um, some of my videos have my equipment dealer, like on, on my intro of the video, it shows like, you know, the equipment dealer and then it shows like my trailer and all this kind of fun stuff. And people recognize all those things. So like not too long ago, sometime this past year, someone contacted me cause they said they they were, you know, I don't know if they just, I don't know why, how they even found the video, but they were watching a YouTube video of mine and they saw my trailer. They saw the name of the, the dealership and they connected that we were all local. It's like, oh my goodness. And they contacted me. They looked me up and they contacted me for a quote. They were out of my service area. So unfortunately there was n- nothing going on there, but um, they were, they were, it was still kind of funny and cool that they found me on YouTube and connected all those dots. But I think from a business standpoint, mainly it's, it's Facebook. Um, I have had also Instagram and YouTube is where all of my fellow lawn care and landscaping bros and sisters uh, find me on there because they're on there either researching themselves or they're just looking for um, or they're just trying to promote themselves and just kind of by default, they get suggested stuff by the algorithms and then they're like, oh, look at this guy or whatever. And so, yeah, that's just all the way around, man. The more you put yourself out there, the more you're going to be found by everybody. So. Yeah. I, um, one of my buddies, uh, out of California, he, him and I were doing a bunch of YouTube stuff. And what we found out was YouTube is actually the second largest search engine behind Google. We didn't realize that until we start putting heavy on there. But the issue with YouTube is you have to pound those videos back to back to back. I mean, right. to stay out there. And so I noticed a difference. What happened was he stayed with YouTube and I brushed over and focused on uh, Facebook. And the question I have for you in Facebook, are you seeing most of your traffic coming off your personal when you're in the groups or how are you or are you getting them from the business boost, the business page boost? Um a, a little of both, I would say a little of both. Uh, you know, when, when, when you put enough content out there, everyone's going to just find it like, you know, no, no matter what. Um, but I would say my, my Facebook business page is probably more customers that, that are finding it, you know, and friend, you know, friends or whatever, will will kind of stumble upon it. But, and then obviously because of, uh, not obviously maybe, but all of the, f- the stuff that I've done and all the followers that I have on various platforms, they'll discover my business page too. Like I never promote that on my YouTube channel or anything like that. I try to keep it separate and people might see the stuff on my videos and then obviously they know, but I'm never like promoting my business or anything like that or talking about it. But just organically, I think people will, will find it um, just from the algorithms. A lot of times they'll get recommended like, hey, you're friends with this person. Check out this, you know, but it's it's mainly customers that I'm that I'm getting uh, from from all that because they're it just comes up when they're researching lawn care and they, and they find it or, or if I do any kind of boosted posts, then obviously that's targeting certain people there. And that's another thing. Facebook is really good, is the best so far for my, for my opinion. And, and I, I feel that's valid um, with a lot of folks. It's, it's the best at dialing in. So like for me, I'm all about route density, which is keeping as many of your accounts close together, especially with maintenance. It's really not afford, it's not profitable for you to be driving all over town. I mean, if you've got big landscaping jobs or whatever, and you're putting all your equipment on property and leaving it there throughout the, you know, for, for like a few days that you're working on it and the guys just come back and forth every day, like you can factor that in a little bit more and that there's more, you can still have those good profit margins. But when you're just going out mowing someone's lawn or spraying weeds, you should keep them as close together as possible. So why would you want to do a marketing strategy that's just kind of way out there with multiple zip codes or whatever? Like you want to really dial in even within one zip code, dial in certain neighborhoods within a zip code. So Facebook, you can dial it super like like you can just like hone in, like make that circle so tight. You can just focus on one neighborhood if you want. You know, obviously you're going to get less results, but if that's what you want want to want to focus on, then that's going to really increase your route density. Even if you get a couple people in that one neighborhood or a couple more people in that neighborhood, or maybe it's a new neighborhood you want to focus on. Once you get in there with a couple, even one, then, you know, the rest is, rest is up to you to grow within that. So. Awesome. So Naylor, if, if you had to, um, give your top three, uh, you know, advice for someone starting out in social media real quick, down and dirty, like the simplest things, like what are three things that come to mind that I could do today? I mean, we, we already know we're going to Facebook. I know now what kind of content I need to create. Is there a certain cadence or anything or what, like, what are the top three things that I should be thinking about that help me launch the quickest, fastest way you can think? 
I mean, also what we didn't really, I, I kind of briefly touched upon it, but make sure you're taking pictures constantly, you know, like all the phones are really good quality these days. Um, I don't think there's an old dinosaur even left in existence really that takes bad pictures. So just, you know, take, take as many pictures as you can, um, different lighting, different, whatever, take multiple of the same shot. So you can have the best pictures that you can. Um, you don't have to be a photographer, you know, I mean, the camera is going to do most, the camera phones are going to do most of the work. So focus on that as much as you can. Um, you have to get in a routine of that like you know part of your routine like when you show up to the property take a picture when you're done with the property take a picture like try and get into that cadence that habit so you don't forget and this way you'll hopefully have a decent amount of pictures and then this way when you have your facebook page uh, business page you can just start uploading them you know like on a daily basis you know when you're really hitting the grind and you're really trying to get stuff done trying to grow like you should be doing this like every day because the, the more you put stuff on facebook and google um, Google my business, the more you keep the content fresh, the more it's going to keep, keep it up there at the top of the list and, and going to keep promoting you and all that. So when you haven't posted for a while, some people might even think, does this company even really, are they even doing anything? Like, are they still in business? Like what's going on? A lot of people just kind of forget about their Facebook page, even if they go out of business. So you want to keep it fresh. Um, I, I don't post all day, every day for Facebook business because I'm not trying to like go out there like gangbusters. I'm, you know, like a slower growth right now, like nice organic, you know, getting the right route density and not trying to get as much. But when you're first starting out, you know, you got to get something somewhere and, and start off. Um, so I, I would definitely recommend posting daily, um, you know, as much as possible, at least five days a week, Monday through Friday, it's part, it could be part of your job, right? Like you're taking pictures while you're working on the stuff. And then either at the end of the day or lunchtime or in between each yard, you can, you know, at some point just post something on your Facebook business page and then just, and that just keeps adding to your portfolio. Uh, as people go finally start finding you on, on Facebook, then they can see all your work. Um, and, um, uh, try and think of, you know, like the, the events, that's probably a, still, still a cool thing. I mean, it's not as new as it was eight years ago, but it still exists. Mm. You know, I use Facebook events for other things, you know, so you can definitely do that and you can promote that, you know, to someone yep. somewhere, you know, if you have a friend or like I said, uh, if you're brand new and find one of those buy, sell trade pages from, from one of the neighborhoods that, that you want to be in or whatever, and you can put that in there. Hey, we've got this, you know, aeration event or whatever, just something that's more of a seasonal thing. You know, it can't be like a lawn mowing event that won't really make sense, but something that's kind of like a, a one-time task of the year and kind of just get a bunch of people that way. And then you can just generate, you know, those relationships and word of mouth and maybe even find another neighborhood that because they're friends with someone or their mom lives in this neighborhood. And that's how it all starts. And you just, you just start picking and choosing where you want to go and who you want to work for and, and what kind of equipment you need for those, those jobs. Um, and, and that's another thing I did a little bit of everything until I realized exactly what I wanted to do, what I enjoyed doing the most. I always liked lawn care. Um, but as I did more other things, I realized, yeah, I don't really like doing this too much. Yeah. I don't really yeah. want to hardscape. I don't really want to do landscape installs and design build all that. I just want to focus on the maintenance. I want that routine weekly, monthly work, come in, stripe the lawn, looking real nice, cut it properly and leave it looking beautiful treat it, you know, every month or whatever it is, the, the program that they selected um, to keep it looking healthy. And then, you know, give them instructions on watering and remind them and just have open communication. And hopefully you have a beautiful lawn. And then, you know, we'll trim the bushes throughout the year if they need that. And we'll put fresh mulch down in the spring. And uh, if they need that, and we'll obviously aerate and seed because that's part of the, uh, if they want that, that's part of the treatment program. And we'll take care of the leaves as well. So we're kind of like a one-stop shop for the maintenance side of it. And if anyone wants, oh, I need new bushes or these are dead or can I get these trees cut down or that's, yeah, I got a guy. I'll refer you to them. I'll refer you to him, you know, like that kind of stuff. Cause I just, don't want to do that. So, um, so figure that stuff out real quick too. So you're not marketing the wrong things and doing too much. Try a little bit of everything, right? Cause you never know, you might like something more than what you thought you would or, or whatever. And some people don't like mowing lawns. They like doing whatever the other things are. So find, find what's good for you so that you can market properly too, and take pictures of the right stuff. Cause that, that's something I learned too. Like I stopped posting stuff about landscaping and, you know, mulch and all these things, because then people were contacting me for all these crazy jobs that were similar to that. And I'm like, yeah, no, you know, you get someone smart said, um, someone wise said you get more of what you already mm -hmm. have. 
So if you don't want to have a whole bunch of weedy biweekly yards, if you don't want to do a bunch of landscape maintenance, don't post that stuff. Yeah, don't yeah. do that stuff. Say no to that stuff. Start getting rid of yeah. that stuff. I got rid of biweeklies. I got rid of the weeds. I got rid of all this other stuff. And I only post the stuff that I want yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful lawn striped, weeds eliminated, nice green, lush, fertilized lawns. You know, like I'll post mulch and, you know, not only in post shrubs being trimmed, but you know, occasionally I'll post mulch or whatever, but it's only like within my network of clients and, you know, in the neighborhoods that I want to be in and stuff like that. But that, you know, it's all with, if you sign up for yearly service, then you will include yeah, this, yeah. you know, we'll include that. But you got to, you- we're not going to just come out and do it for a one-time person. That's that ship sailed after like you have to show two. what you're trying to get more of to your point. You know what I mean? So if you don't want something and you right. don't show people you're doing it. And I know in the beginning, when I first started posting pictures, things like that, I was like, who the hell would care? Like I'm mowing a lawn, whatever, like, or I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning up some shrubbery or I'm doing whatever I'm doing. Right. Or even laying pavers. Like who the fuck cares? Right. Seriously, I'm like, and that, I had right. to get through that own limiting mindset in my head. I'm like, people do care. They do care what you're yeah. doing. They, the, the simplest, minute tasks you do in a day, I'm thinking like, who has the time to give a shit? The crazy part is everyone does. That's the crazy part. I'm learning that as I'm going. I'm like, <laughs> right. yeah, that is interesting. And, you know, it's some people find it and you never know where the message is going to land on people. You know what I mean? You never know where they are in their yeah. mindset. But, you know, to your point, how you're, you know, you, you, so many think they go into business, right? They own a lawn care or a landscaping company and they have to market, right? We have to flip that right. idea. You're a marketing company that gets to landscape or do lawn care, right? When you flip that in your head, that's when your business starts growing because it's all about the marketing first. There's only two things in business. It's marketing and innovation, right? It's that simple. So you need to be marketing. If you're not, nobody's going to know you, especially today when there's people screaming off the rooftops that they do this and they're getting all the attention and you might do better work, but if nobody knows about it because you aren't confident enough to show them or don't think anybody gives a shit, you're the one losing out. It's crazy. It's crazy. 100%. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's, that's the game. The game is not striping a lawn as beautiful as it can be. That's, that's, that's the job, but that's not the game. Like so many people can do that. It's who's going to be the best marketing, who's going to best build the best company culture to build a strong team. If you're trying to scale to that size, that that's the game right there. So Naylor, as we wrap up here, how can people find you, man? It was a fun conversation here about, you know, all the social media stuff and how to do it all, but how can they find you or go further and what can you offer them? Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I'm, I keep, po- I'm a content creator through and through. I went to school for fine arts. I went to college for fine arts. So that the co-creative mindset of, of, of mine really gets satisfied by creating content, whether it be YouTube videos, podcasts, posts of an Instagram isn't as satisfying. I enjoy it, but like, it's not as creative for me. And I was never a big photographer. I love videography because there's so many more components to it. You can really tell a story and the editing is fun. Same thing with podcasts. I love to talk, tell stories and talk to other folks and share their stories. So podcasting is the newest um, content that I, that I create, which I'm having a good time with that. So LCR media podcast is the newest endeavor. I mean, we hit over a hundred episodes a little while ago. So, you know, got plenty of content out there for you guys. Been doing it for a little over a year now, um, the podcast part, but I've been making YouTube videos on Lawn Care Rookie channel or LCR um, for eight years now or seven years now. So there's tons of content, tons of playlists for setups and this, that, and the other thing. My original YouTube series, Get to Know the Pro, or a couple seasons where I would go to people's shops and spend the day with them, maybe watch them working, tell their story from solo to multi-million dollar companies and everyone in between some YouTubers, some not just having a good time sharing stories and, and just creating content. So I'm, I'm doing all that stuff all the time, really focused on the podcast, still making YouTube videos, still posting stuff on, on uh, Instagram, which then goes to Facebook cause they're linked. So that makes it easier now. So I don't have to go to all these different platforms. So basically if you just Google LCR or LCR media, a whole bunch of stuff automatically Perfect. comes up because I've been doing it for so many years now. So you'll see I a lot of stuff. I love it. Yeah, Laura, thank you for nice. spending time with us today, opening our minds up to the social media world. Uh, I know a lot of guys and gals out there listening at this point, you know, they want to have that kind of presence in the social media world. But I know, like I said, some my beginnings, it, I was I struggled with why would people care or my picture's good enough or uh, how am I going to get the time to engage this audience, all that kind of stuff. But that figures itself out as you go. So the best thing to do is just yeah. to get started today. So if you're not on Facebook, 
you know, get on Facebook. If you are, start focusing on how you can start adding value by just telling your story. That's really what it's all about. People care about the story more than they do about skill sets and all those kinds of things. Just get out there and get started. And as you guys know, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, our goal, Dwayne and my goal is to impact and empower 2 million contractors in the next five years. And we're well on our way to do that. We're so blessed to be able to, you know, to be part of so many journeys and so many people. And it's been really a true blessing. So Dwayne, you have anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, cool. no, it's really yeah. good. So guys, listen to what you've just, you know, implement what you've just learned and get started on it. And did you look back in a year from now and you'd be like, holy shit. <laughs>